boys, we're recording. So get your salty goodness going. Salty goodness has been opened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a first ever, and it's a first ever four blades in a pub post-match. Outside a pub. Outside a pub, sweating our tits off, but we're basking <laughs> in the glory of a Blades win against Sunderland. I'm John. I'm delighted to be in Sheffield and delighted even more to be with Phil. Good evening, mate. Good evening. Ian. Good evening. Just enjoying some Wednesday scratchings. And uh, they're, they're very nice. They've gone. Uh, the Longhorn beef is not yet finished. All the treats, all the cheese and onion. Dan, good evening. Good evening. And uh, yeah, we beat Sunderland relatively comprehensively. What do we, how do we see the game, boys? I'm going to start because I might be the most controversial. Excuse me, because I've got a pig scratching in my mouth. Um, first half an hour, I was really, really frustrated to the point I was annoyed. And I even sat down, which I never do, stood at the back of the cop. I think Paul Heckenbottom got it completely wrong today with the formation they played and the, um, the players he played in the positions he did. Yes, bring McAtee in, that's fine, no problem with that, because I think he's got a great future and he's, he's clearly got loads of ability. But to play him where he did meant that he, he moved Sander Berger out of his best position, which meant Norwood was out of his best position, and also meant Elliman and Jay was out of his best position, and it looked like it until they had their player sent off. And we scored the goal straight afterwards at the most opportune moment to score a goal the way we did, that it almost masked how flat we were for the first half an hour, 35 minutes. And I put that squarely at Heckingbottom's shoulders because I think he got it wrong. I agree completely. Um, there were times in the second half where Berger was picking the ball up in his preferred position, turning and driving at their back four. For the first half hour of the game, he was doing that, but then he had an extra 40 yards to come yep. before he hit their back four. He was doing it 70 yards from goal instead of 30, and it just stifles him. You're asking a, a Ian, your mate um, Steve was saying on the way out, you're asking him basically just to be a, a bits and pieces midfielder, just give it, get it, give it, get it, pass it. He's not that, he's someone who wants to drive at people, and he can't do that from so deep so I agree completely got it but it's not it's not just it stifles Berger to play him where he did it meant moving Norwood to where Flex been playing which he's not because yeah. Flex a dynamic burst through the lines midfielder and well, Norwood just isn't I thought he did really well Sunday um, and, and also because he went with two up front with Njaye and Brewster Njaye was almost anonymous for the first half because he that's was. not his position it's just I I, I said this on Twitter a few weeks ago I almost worry and it's a ridiculous thing to say we've got too much talent up there and finding a, a blend and a match to work is a really really difficult challenge I think that the, we, we've talked about it on the way out maybe the way forward is potentially playing without a recognised striker so to speak like we did at the back end of last season and have Njaye as the central focal point with Berger and if he's still here and Kadra around him because them two look like the most creative players we've got. It's just it's a good problem to have, but I don't think we should be shoehorning players in for the sake of it and making other players play out of position. I'll, I'll, that said, I'm happy that we won. I don't sound like <laughs> it, but I am. Well, I've nearly finished my pint after listening to that. <laughs> I, I, I thought I agree with I agree with Phil because I think we looked a bit disjointed. If we look how we played second half at Borough in particular, the movement, the the link up play between Njai and Brewster just wasn't there because of that. Um, and putting criticism of Flex's recent performances aside, like you say, we missed that. Berger isn't or no, we aren't that kind of player mm. to make those movements to, to actually get the tackling as well. And, and you know, 
nip and bite at people like Blake does. So we, we were missing a number of things. And you're right, I was so relieved when that goal went in. Because I think if we'd gone 10, 15, even to half time. If we get to half time at 0-0, nil, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different game. Because mm. you, then, then, you then give them time to tactically reshuffle at half time, make changes. My first thought when, when they went down to 10, if we'd have not scored, would, would have been to, I mean, in fairness, I, I gave him man of the match, but I would have been tempted to take Max Lowe off, go to a back four and bring someone like Kadra on or maybe even bring Fleck or Doyle on yeah. and push Berger further forward because you don't need... But in fairness to Sunderland, even out of 10 men, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't drag a forward off and put an extra defender on or anything like that. They just, they, yeah. they kept... They, they kept, the, they kind of kept three up front when they were attacking mm. and just dropped Pritchard deeper yeah. into the midfield yeah. when they were defending. So actually, I, to be fair, I thought they came with a really good game plan. It was good to see a team, as uncomfortable as it might have been for us at times, it was good to see a team come to try and play at Bramall Lane mm. rather than just defend and us to try and find a way through. Yeah, they tried to beat us by beating us at our own game almost. Yeah. They were high press and they were they were in our faces. Listen, don't get me wrong, I'm not negative about tonight at all because I think well, we it dealt... it sounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, while you're having a go at me... These are the sort of discussions we'll be having in an hour when we get in, lads. Like... By the way, while you're having a go at me, can I just clarify that Gary Kelly's not dead and I apologise for killing him <laughs> on the last podcast. I don't know who I was thinking of, but anyway. Um... Gavin, wasn't it? Gary, 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 Gary Kelly. Kelly. I said, I, said, I think he started with, you know, bless him, rest in peace, Gary Kelly. And I'm like, well, best to cover whenever. all bases. Anyway, <laughs> but like, just to pick up uh, on something that's not like euthanasia uh, or like whatever, killing people. Um, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Phil a little bit because I sat at the beginning of the season, I said, we're a couple of signings away from having that ability to change things for the bench. I can see tonight, I think I've seen something in that maybe not many people have. What I loved about him is he was getting smashed. I've seen the text of some, there was a challenge on him that should have been a straight back. Should have gone straight back up, battle, and putting his head in where it hurts. And I just think little, little like firecracker of a number 10 or what, playing on the side, I'm really happy with him. I do think it made Berger play negatively, but. And I think this will segue nicely into talking about individual performances. Despite all that, tonight, Norwood just did his thing. And my God, we've talked about it so many times. But he's just so good and so integral to everything we do. And there was a time in the first, I've said it to you at half-time, played like a 35-yard pass. One look, out of his feet, bang, straight to Bulldog. No one claps. Because it's just taken for granted that we've got this play, we can spread it like that. We're no just one, no one claps. Him, no one claps that. But the first time one goes astray, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hear it. We're going to miss him so much when he's not here anymore. Well, I think he's the one that he, he, he's the first one that can have a one-year extension, if not a two-year extension. It's well, if this tra- if this summer's transfers or anything to go by, we've managed to find mm. a better, more athletic, more suitable. 23-year-old Basham How have we got two-thirds of full call. By the way... Finding a replacement for Norwood, piece of cake. I've got, I've got, to, I've got to call out Lee Simpson for his, Twitter, his tweet tonight. There's 100% Chris Basham went to Bosnia 23 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely did, and he didn't bag up. Um, actually, that... He didn't bag up. <laughs> Remember, kids, rubber up. <laughs> We've now gone back to some... Oh, you too might also love Anel. Can I, can I just point out that was 11-year-old Chris Basham? 
<laughs> in fact, ten-year-old Chris Bashing went. School trip. I, I, I went to La Rochelle. I think when I were eleven with school. Maybe they went to Bosnia with their school. <laughs> well, did you make a French woman pregnant? Oh no, John. Where's John? That's where John Calvin came from. No, in, uh, in also Benoit Croissant was Dan's legacy. <laughs> um, That's the pod title. <laughs> yeah. Benoit but in, Croissant is no, Dan's love child. Talking about individual performances, uh, Max Lowe has had some fucking hammer. Absolutely solid. It's not the fact that he scored, it's the fact that he grew into the game, just like he did on Sunday, and we have to persevere there now. And the fact that he scored, I mean... A bit of love his way, I think we'll see. Didn't put a foot wrong. No, I think for last game, all right, it was pretty poor first half against Middlesbrough. He was awful when he came on at Watford. Since then, I think he's been really good. He yeah. was really, really good second half at Borough, and he's been—he's not put a foot wrong tonight. If I don't we're think. taking the last game and a half, and and the country, you've got three people now that have played left back this season. You've got Norrington, Davis, Stevens, and Lowe. I would take the minute. All right, he had a shitter when he came on against Watford and he wasn't great in the first half against Borough. He looks... He, the shirt's his now. Mm. 100%. 100%. Equally, by the way, Norrington Davis has been very, very good left centre-half. Did all right, yeah. Tried to get involved with Sims in first half and got kind of ragged all over and I think he, I think Egan walked across and had a word with him. You know, there, there were a couple don't, of try and, don't try and physic, you know, out-muscle this guy. From Cop, it's easy to see that I think there were a couple of times where the fact that he's not a centre-back playing in three naturally which like he needed to go out sometimes and it did leave low occasionally in no man's land but I think Norrington Davis um, they were that run in the second half I mm, wish they'd just yeah. I wish he'd play the one-two with him so he would have probably gone through and then ran through keeper wouldn't shot just ran at him <laughs> like some sort of like like Forrest Gump tip didn't he like absolutely brilliant but, I'll tell you what with that it's, uh, it feels like some people have been a bit negative after after today because we're playing against 10 men and we were 2-0 up and it only ended up 2-1 and all that sort of stuff. Let's be honest, without their goalkeeper, some of the saves he made, second half especially, we could have been walking out of a 4-5-1 quite, yeah, quite comfortably. And they only scored from really, which was arguably either a sloppy pass or bad control from McAtee. It was just... Yeah, just a bit of sloppiness. Yeah, and there, was, and, and, and there was some... There was some very good... Performances off the bench. So, Kadra what, what do we think to Kadra then? I just, I like, he's just really exciting player. I think he looks like a baddie from Miami Vice. <laughs> he's like short and squat, dark skin, blonde hair, bit eighties. I love him. Yeah, you reckon he's got a white Dan's suit? found his new lease, Moussa. Moussa's now gone. It appears, ladies and gentlemen, that I have a type which is dark skinned foreign men. I was in love with Moussa. It appears I'm now in love with Kadra. So. But Musa had some blonde tips at one point. He did, yeah. He right. did, you're right. When he was good. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, he looks he looks really exciting. It, it looks like someone, I, I would imagine <laughs> there's every chance that 25% of the games will come out of laying this with you, you and go, what me cadres had a nightmare, nothing's come off, because that's just what these players are like. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Let, we're all a little bit doughy-eyed and understandably so about Morgan Gibbs-White, but there was games last season where, where we nothing, came out yeah. and went, nothing's come off for Gibbs-White tonight. Of course not. And you that's the way that. he plays, yeah, And exactly. you accept that because you know that for every game where it doesn't come off, he'll have two or three where he absolutely rips 100%. teams apart. And, 100%. And, and it's... And it goes back to the point I made a few minutes ago. We're now in a position where we can bring these players in and out of the team. We've wanted it. 
I think we just need to embrace it. And Do you not think if, we need a bit of consistency, though? Yeah, but we get the consistency through the middle of the pitch and the back. If we were if we we're interchanging centre-halves, I'd be nervous about it. Interchanging attacking players, if you don't score or you don't assist or you don't perform, somebody's breathing down your neck and... It's not like, oh, we're throwing someone in just for the... Like, at the back end of last season, it's a, it's a simple comparison. It wasn't working in games. You're bringing on Asula and Jebison. We're now bringing on actual pet players of a real champion. Even tonight, the ability to bring Fleck on is... It, it's a massive... That bench tonight's phenomenal. Like Apart from you, the keeper, more experienced keeper, that bench tonight is fucking you're phenomenal. Right, last season, bringing on Jebison and so I think we said it against... It might be Forest in playoffs where you're putting Jebison or Asula on and you basically... It's, like, it's almost like a Hail Mary. Yeah, you're like, yeah, right, you're this right. kid's never done anything. We just have to hope be, he has one of these fairy tale kind of starts to his career where you're the, bringing on... And, and this is... I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit overdramatic with the first half an hour. It just... It smacked to me that we were shoehorning McAtee in for the sake of it. Mm. And I hope that... I hope that... There's been rumours of... Uh, he, if he's fit, he plays sort of scenario with Man City I hope we don't try and shoehorn him into the team to the detriment of the team he's got to be an impact player if he's not right to start he's got to be an impact player because we can't have someone affecting the first team it's interesting no, I just think we'll need the squad this season. Yeah, definitely yeah, I've no problem with that I've no problem and trust me I am mean, not negative at mind, all. we've got a good squad and we're threadbare at the back hence you've got a left back playing left centre half because Clark's first choice, Robinson's second choice, a third choice. And arguably, if everyone's fit, Stevens would probably be the choice to play there, as he's done that before, before Norrington Davis. And we're still doing that. And in, talking about defenders, Jesus Christ, how have we pulled that off? How have we gone uh, the, and got the, him? The scouting team and whoever's, whoever's <coughs> identified him and, and whoever's actually whoever's worked the deal out that we've paid... Three, three, three million, million, three million rising to four and a half or something. That's crazy. So apparently, I've not seen it, but apparently, an interview he said tonight that he wished he'd have come in January. He, he, we tried signing him in January, and he wished he'd, he'd have been here. And our and, and Joe Chopper said tonight that if he'd have come in January, we'd have gone up. It's an interesting point because we let some soft he let goals, some in. goals in. Yeah, he looks a real fine, doesn't he? What was your point earlier, Dan, about? Again, it's the most United fan thing ever. He's been here five minutes and I already think there's a good chance he'll be our record sale. Well, <laughs> what, what is our record sale right now? It's Ramsdale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it will be, won't Probably, it? So yeah. 20, 20 million, 21 million, well, something I, like that. I said, I text the group chat and there's a couple of pigs in there and I was trying to wind them up and I said, right, I'll have a ten away anyone will take it, that if he stays in England, he goes top six in the next 24 months. I, I, he's, he, he looks Premier League. I, I think he, yeah. I think he looks. I, I just said I, I think he's top six. It makes twenty. What might work against him if he were twenty one and you were playing like that? What is he? Twenty three. Twenty three. So he right? might, yeah. might, not, yeah. might not get still, the. He's still young. Yeah. For a centre half as well. And the players we're picking up, remember, from Premier League clubs that can't get in Premier League mm. teams. Yeah. We're picking up 22, 23 year olds. You know, we have in the past. You know, the players. There were, a couple, there, there were a couple of naive little bits of defending today where he tried to out muscle people and get it. The first bit yeah. where with Clark, was it, Clark yeah. went past him. The second half where he gave that free kick away on the touchline where he just tried to ease the kid over the line but again I think it was that, more of a steamrolled into the yeah, back of yeah, it I can't believe he didn't get booked for it to be honest, well, be honest. Like, he scored he assisted he laid another great chance on a, on a plate he had another chance that was not far away 
they played some of the passing he did. There was a cross ball pass, cross field pass yeah. to Max Lowe in the second half that was Norwood-esque. You know, he's got everything. It's just, it's just all it's just all very positive. And, and, and you know, if someone as cold as being over positive tonight proves to me the points I've made about the strength of the squad are completely justified. They'll definitely be in the top half of the division come the end of the yeah, season. Yeah. They'll, they'll be a million miles away from the division. And, and, and another night, as you said, Phil, we would smash them 5-1. And do you know what? I don't think this, this team's not even got started yet. That's this, the this, this, team, best this team will play better football than the Wilder team that got promoted to the Premier League I think this you're season. Right. I think you're right. We will, we will end. Big shout. We will end. We will watch more exciting. This team technically quote technical football. This team's better than the Wilder team that went up. If you, yeah, if you think of the the Wilder team it's that went up, better. we had one creative spark that was Duffy. Duffy. Everyone else was very good. They knew the roles. Everyone knew the role. Everyone played the roles perfectly. The only the creativity came from Duffy. Now you look and you've got Berger, Kadra, McAtee, uh, and we, Dyer. Even, we haven't even seen. Um, Crasco, remember his name? Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. Well, that he's going to come in and play. He's not going to sit, come here to sit on the bench. And no. you're going to what you're going to add there is going to add some like set piece quality. And do you know what the beauty of that is? It's no coincidence that we brought technically gifted players into the club. Yet it was tonight that it was a Norwood corner that Adanovic scored from because they will be out there, and you know what it's like blokes playing football right let's let's have a go at like trying to put this in the top bins on the far side we've got a bag of balls how many do you think you can get and they will work on that delivery together because Norwood's Norwood's position is for me untenable but you've got like Flake always takes others it's no coincidence that the quality of the corner's gone up because they will be practicing them more so it's better set piece take it's a lonely job it's to go point. and do that's a really good point actually lonely job to go and do but they'll be going out together and they'll be knocking balls in the box time and time again I just think we I think with a bit of luck good players I bring better out good to, players, I think we're definitely we? top two I don't, you've got Bogle to add to this at some stage as well you've got Bogle Bogle got in a couple of good positions tonight and again had a decent game but his delivery wasn't good. he's just isn't he? Yeah. He just a, chops always, back. Always this extra touch where you, mm. there was one way he should have hit it first time. He could have probably scored. Yeah, as he's proved he can. And then he he, he take it. He just he just kills the and I'm ball. Not, I'm not criticising him because he did well and he's he's a great up and down fullback, wing back, whatever you want to call him. But add Bogle into this side. You have Bogle and um, Ahmedanovic on the right hand side. That's also that's decent. Created shitloads and then Jai was bang average. Not as a it was, just, it was out of the game, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? No, but this is the thing. What we've not had is when one doesn't bang, so many others yeah, can. That's and a fair it's point. So, so exciting. We've been reliant on one player for such a long time, haven't we? It's whoever that one player is, yeah. it's that player we're hanging our, our hat on. This five or six, maybe more now, which is remarkable. It's, it's brilliant, and obviously, we're very early in the season. Got a big game against Blackburn on Saturday. We've lost 3 0 to Reading tonight. Yeah. And Reading started the game with one up front, ended the game with, I think, three up front. It shows they grew in confidence. Wow. Pauline's tactical master. I think Blackburn. He wasn't disappointed after losing 4 0 because they didn't concede a goal second half. The that's man's, what he said the man's an absolute that's, fucking I mean, that's joke. like a Nigel Adkins thing, that is. He needs to brush his teeth as well, apparently. But um, anyway, that's a, if you've ever heard Leon Knight talk about him, he just says that he's got like the worst breath in football. <laughs> I've heard that. 
Uh, we're just giving the ashtray in there to Barman because we're nice men. But uh, we've obviously had the new feature this season, boys, of the uh, Ultimate World Cup squad. Um, and we probably have to do a uh, we have to do like a bit of a crash course in it. But um, someone's birthday today, Phil, isn't it? Not yep. yours. It's not, Sounds like I was saying you. <laughs> Happy birthday. birthday! It's not mine. But it was the other week. It, though, it, it was the other week. Thanks. Uh, it's Phil Jagielka's 40th birthday today, and just how how it happened last time we did this feature, it was Alan Kelly's birthday the next day, I believe. Mm. It only seems right. Phil Jagielka would be in our 23-man squad. Well, he's in. You would he's, think. he's in now. He's in. Yeah, you mean you can play? You mean you can play him centre mid, right back, centre half? Exactly. Net, Goal. Yeah. Whatever. If you want, you play him inside left forward. So even if we don't spend 20 minutes waxing lyrical about him, let's just mention Phil Jagielka. Yeah. Happy birthday, Phil! It's his yeah. 40th today. Phil Jagielka's yeah. 40. How old does that make me feel? That's, yeah, that's 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 a, a player that you've kind of seen yeah. come through, As make his kid. debut, go away, come back, and yeah. still carry. Yeah. And he's oh. still playing. Credit to him. Yeah. And, and yeah. he's obviously very incredibly Where fair. Is this is someone who's captained England. Stoke, can I? Yeah. Someone who's captained England came through our academy. Yeah. Under Hodgson in possibly the worst England side of everyone's lifetime, give or take. But No, that held Carlton Palmer in it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, always good to get a jive at the pigs in. But like in all seriousness, like Jag's phenomenal servant for United and when he came back. Everyone, I think we all start that season expecting him to play some games in the Premier League, but it just so happened bringing in that talented and like experienced player probably brought O'Connell, Egan, and Basham on tenfold. Do you know when he did play, he was tremendous as well. That cha- I can remember the challenge against was it Man United? Man United. Was when it he against Martial or Rashford or someone like that? Yeah, just Marshall. brilliant. He had, he had a bit of a he had a bit of a mare, you'd argue when they came at us and scored those three goals but like I think most people not the moment but like when you've got fucking Greenwood well Greenwood chasing it it creates a world of problems but Greenwood <laughs> and Rashford he's got a belt wrapped round his hand <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was suggestive Dan <laughs> Jesus Christ the point is they're not chasing it yet like it's a very lonely place to be when you're in your 30s uh, late 30s but like yeah Jags Jags for normal player Always remember, everyone talks about Leeds' goal, but for me, the goal I remember Jack scoring really close to my heart. God not Wigan. Saw me granddad, not Wigan, it was the uh, the one at uh, Bloody Elliot. It's a fucking teen up for a nice moment there. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he fucking pulled carpet out from underneath me. No, um, was, uh, the Middlesbrough one were there, my granddad had bet on Blades to win, and Jagiel could score. Managed to win like a nominal like thirty quid or whatever off a pound, but like Jags going that in Premier League, I think that got us his first, first win. First win. First win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one for me. Like half half volley, bang, like a loop over there. It was every... the way he he controlled it on his chest on the halfway line, mm. just kind of ran oh. onto it, didn't ran onto it, and it was just bouncing and bouncing. You could see. I mean, it's not a clean strike, really. I mean, no, he's, he's hitting well. It bounces a couple of times. Yeah. The Leeds goal is it's the, just is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, the Leeds goal is silly. Just... I don't like that. Doesn't happen. Foster Jagielka cracks it. It's As just it... it's everything. It's the fact that it's Leeds in the last minute from thirty plus yards. I've got a story about that. So that that cup run, Tong was the one. Eventually, Tong was the one that got the plaudits because of the goals against Liverpool. I, I saw Michael Tong in Meadow Hall not long after the home tie against Liverpool. Right. And I was like, oh my God, Michael Tong, say hello. I was only young at the time, maybe 
don't know, 23. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over and I went... Still speaking like he's in Kevin and Perry <laughs> yeah, about... Yeah, I'm I think it might have been the next day or the day after. I, I went over and I went, Michael, I've just got to say thank you for the other night. That just... It was incredible. Shook his hand. He went, no, thank you. It made a lot to me, a lot to me as well. Turned around and walked off and left him to it. And it wasn't until I walked away I realised he was with Phil Jagielka and I didn't say even a <laughs> word to him. Tongi's one of the only people I've ever seen in the flesh who's got a bigger head than me. So like, I've got a lot of time for Michael Tong. <laughs> but that's the story for a different day. And it, maybe one last thing, well, one other thing on Jags. Phil might have a view on this as a keeper, but obviously. Oh yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal, Millwall. I don't, rem- I don't remember the Millwall one. That's a Muscat. That's a Muscat. That's a Muscat. He made a save from Van Persie, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He tipped up at bar. Yeah, it was. That was. It was a tame effort from Van Persie, but it. Ah, made... but to be fair, to get to it in the first place, it... really... and he made a couple of saves that night, didn't he? Yeah. The fact that earlier in that, the re- sometime in that, sometime in the triple assault season, it was when we played. Was it Ipswich in the third round down here? We ended up winning 4-3. I think we were 3-0 up. They pulled it back to 3-0 and we won 4-3. And Wilco de Vocht played. And I remember Warnock saying after that he genuinely considered starting Jagielka in goal for that game. It was, it was up until he kind of named his team, starting Jagielka in goal was a genuine consideration. Is that, is that the game against Ipswich at home? Sorry, I'm going off piece a little bit. So obviously everybody remembers Brownie's volley against them. Yeah. Didn't Brownie he, do, scored didn't one he score against similar against Ipswich, against Ipswich yeah, in the next game? Yeah. yeah. Was that speaking, in the of, cup? speaking of Neil the Warnock yeah. and Wilco yeah. de Vocht, you can tell Neil Warnock either didn't write his autobiography or didn't proofread it because in his autobiography he describes Wilco de Vocht as a Dutch right back. <laughs> Maybe he was. And we just—I mean, maybe that would explain why we're doing Jackson. This is Neil Warnock. We're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. There's every chance. Sharon, just write us that. <laughs> Fucking stick out, and they won't care. Well, you're on about his contract or the book. Yeah. Will Cody Vox? Neil, how much due diligence did you do <laughs> on him? I would love to know. Maybe Will Cody Vox was a right bike, but Warnock only could take money off him. Maybe we've played in goal. a right back as well. Maybe we've got a history of signing Dutch right backs and sticking them in goal. <laughs> very, very, like, how many other clubs who've flirted with the top flight like we have have had two Dutch keepers and both have been absolutely fucking wank? Like, Verips is like, he's quite comical linking back to that cup game. When we signed him, everyone's like, he might be good, he's got big fingers. Don't bode well, does it? I'll tell you what. We fancy us this season for Charge Sierra. Why I've brought in this keeper from uh, Holland? He's got big fingers. The fact that the club that we <laughs> sent it, that we sold him to instantly loaned him out the second they bought yeah, him. Yeah. And instantly loaned him out to a club with a view to a permanent signing. Barmy, isn't it? It's like past anyway. the parcel, just like, well, when music stops, you have to sign him for a bit. <laughs> But obviously, Phil Jaggy Elker. Yeah, we've gone off, yeah sorry, we've, we've gone off on a tangent. A bit is it Jaggy Elker? Jaggy Elker? Yig Elker. I mean, we could. Yig Elker, yeah. Phil Yig Elker just sounds really old. It sounds like a really awful Nordic yogurt. Um, <laughs> like, I think we need to probably wrap it up. Well, I, I'm selfishly saying that. Uh, quick predict. Jags, God love you. But, uh, I was going to say one last thing just before you did wrap it up. We did ask for people to comment on the players we nominated. We did get some tweets about Alan Kelly, so maybe we should just quickly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. quickly. So, Flat Stanley 
gave us four memories of Alan Kelly. One was the FA Cup quarter-final shootouts, the two yep. of them. Um, his bravery at Ipswich in the playoff semi-final when injured. I don't remember that. When it Tracy who hit his head on post? I'm trying to catch my mind back. Actually. I think Tracy hit his head on post. Away at Ipswich away in the playoffs. Where Nick Henry got yeah. sent off for twatting Tariko. Yeah. It will have been, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were yeah. Yeah, I remember like the, I remember the sending off against Tariko, but I don't remember Kelly getting injured. And this is got, keeping the score down at Wembley with the second best display I saw from him. And number four was the best was in the 1-1 draw at Stoke in 1994 95 made save after save to win a point. That's a very topical That's memory. If anybody else can add anything yeah. to that memory, please do. Um, and then we got a another one that was just uh, where are we here I'm trying to find it we've had loads but Ian's picking his favourites <laughs> no Joel Vayton delighted to see Kelly in there though not a surprise was arguably my favourite player as a kid had the purple Avic goalie shirt that was very psychedelic I've seen one of them on eBay actually and I, well I, I, I've got one that won't fit you in <laughs> it doesn't fit me either <laughs> I don't, to, I don't have to take that yeah. which way. Anyway, I think uh, it's it lost. I have to ask my dad if only we were here. Right, uh. <laughs> It'd be interesting to know his thoughts on that competition he had with Trace and other who should be in the 23-man squad. Well, we'll come on to that at some point in the future. But. Yeah, and we, we know what, actually, shared a that... pint with Joel earlier, didn't we? As Phil said, definitely in the top five coolest-looking Blades fans. God love Joel. Is I don't that, like. I don't like hanging around. Four with... plus one. Yeah, exactly. I don't like hanging four, around with maybe. Joel. He's far too good-looking and well-dressed. The, the, the other funny tweet just to mention was from Tufty Club, who uh, are, are quite split on who's better in Tracy and Kelly. And I think they established that 60% of Tufty Club think Kelly and 40% tr think Tracy, which, given there's three of them, is quite an interesting <laughs> split. I'm not quite sure. Right. I will. I will go, kind of clarify something on that point as well. Last time, I did talk a lot about Kelly and how much I loved him and how brilliant he was as a goalkeeper. Trace is still my favourite. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Well, we'll get That's to for that. another pod. And uh, to be honest, we better start wrapping the pod up. Somebody's fucking sparked up a spliff at Sheffield. Big garden judging. Do we have to put a new warning on I the podcast? I think it might have been a child. Oh, God. It's what? I thought it were King Willie from Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, We'll do a very quick prediction for Saturday. We're playing Blackburn. John Dahl Thomason. No one's got anything, any memories of him specifically, have you? I don't. I think he probably played in that Newcastle team when we lost at Old Trafford. I'll have to check that. But I think on Saturday we will win comfortably 3-1, so I don't think they're all that. I think Bereton Diaz will score and then he'll bugger off to Premier League the week after. Yeah, I'm going 3-1 United on Saturday. I'm going Rita Kadra Masterclass United 3-0. I'm going 2-1 United. 3-1 United. So, if it's 3-1 and you bet on it, you owe me and Dan a drink, but Dan doesn't drink, so you owe me a lime and soda. Lads, this has been incredibly fun and a bit different, and I hope people enjoy it. It's really this. nice to have all four of us together as well, by the way. In a pub. Actually, four humans yeah, in the yeah, flesh yeah, together. Definitely. Uh, well, it won't be too long. I'll definitely be back for more games this year. Ian's currently taking a selfie as we're saying goodbye, and my dad's in it, so he's been very quiet and well-behaved. Favourite not badly. like him. He's the best version of our, best person of our family. One thing to say before we wrap up, up the blades. Up the blades. Up the blades. Knee trainers, John. What these? No, mate, I've had them for years. Just got them back from being cleaned. Look really good, don't they?
Yeah, really? Is that a thing? Honestly, they look new, mate. They look class. Yeah, it's a thing. Really reasonable, too. Adam Dunn at this place called Glistening Kicks. They're in Sheffield. But fellas are Blade, too. Oh, nice one. That says buying new ones, doesn't it? How do I find them? I've got a few pairs I need looking at myself. Absolutely. Save, save me as someone who's got a bit of a trader page. You're an absolute fortune. You can get them on social media like most things these days. They're on Twitter, at Glistening Kicks, and Instagram, at Glistening underscore Kicks. Or they have a website, www.glisteningkicks.co.uk. Give them a shout. The process is dead easy. They collect them safely and then drop them back off with you. And if you take them round yourself, that process could be even quicker. Um, they look, feel, and smell like new, and it's, I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed, and I'm already looking at what pairs I'm going to take down um, next to have him look out for us. Nice one. Cheers for that. I'm going to get on to them straight away. What was their Insta again? At glistening underscore kicks. That's the one. Really good service, and I couldn't recommend it enough to any blades. Brilliant. Nice one. All the blades.